All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am your host, co-host, the vet of the group, Dwight at 517-2214. Joined again as I am every week by the brains of the operation, the young prodigy, the breakfast food slander, um, my homie, young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. SJ, how are you feeling? You know, normally I say this beautiful Texas day, it's a little cloudy outside. So how you feeling? Oh, it's raining here. It's been raining. Oh, word? Yeah, okay. So how you it's feeling? It's been raining the whole weekend. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling much better since we on one yesterday. It was very, it was very spooky the last um couple, you know, days. Yeah. I had a lot of shit to do. The Mavs weren't winning. It was just very, like, annoying. But the wind makes everything better. It did. It did. Um... So we're going to jump right into it. We're going to get jumping straight into the math. So first two games, um, just to pull y'all behind the scenes, I know last week I said we would lose these dudes in six. So I had a lot going on as far as work. So the reason I was so confident about the Utah series, even if uh, Luca didn't play, was, you know, I went back and did my little scouting watch the games. We played them in the regular season, saw what shots we got. And I was just like, no, we're going to beat them. We just, they don't have any answers, right? And when I went back and I watched the games we played against Phoenix in the regular season, and then I watched how they looked against the Pelicans, I was like, I, I think I DM'd you. I was like, I think we're going to beat them. I actually think we're going to beat them because I thought book hamstring was, was cooked and Jay Crowder couldn't throw it in the ocean. And none of that shit was true the first two games. Like, none of that shit was true. And Jalen Brunson, y'all know I love Jalen. He pissed down his legs. People brought up length, but he was pissing down his leg. What do you think happened those first two games? Um, Honestly, you know, it's funny because I have a um, Mavs fan friend. She's not, like, on, um, like, Mavs Twitter or anything. Um, But she asked me, um, because she's not a – she's very much a casual, like, watch her I'm talking about she only watches the Mavs kind of thing and lives in Dallas so um she messaged me um after game two and she was like because she knows I'm more of the expert um and I say expert very loosely <laughs> I'll just add that but um yeah she was just like what what do you think about the Mavs like I'm so sad <laughs> like like you know what's going on or like we're losing um, and I was like, yeah, but I, I was like, I'm not mad because this is pretty much what I've like, what I kind of expected. Um, and not, not the blowouts. Like, I mean, I can't say I thought we'd get, you know, or ass kicked the first two times, but I'm not surprised that it happened just because of, you know, they're just not a good matchup for, you know, us. And she didn't know that we haven't beat them since like 2019. <laughs> so I had to let her know that, hey, we haven't beat them in a long time. But with that being said, um, I just think the first two games are kind of what you would expect in terms of Phoenix is just better than us, you know, in terms of us being overmatched. And then you you look at the way um, the games kind of went down and there was a lot of talk about, um, you know, Luca and the way how he's playing and everyone else and all this. And I mean, I've, I've said, you know, a couple of things about it here and there, you know, on the timeline um, in spaces and stuff, but like. I just think um, the first two games, like just the conversations were just so like, and you see it in playoff games all the time. So this is not um, unique to just Luca and the Mavericks, but like 
oh, we're just so obsessed with making like, you know, all these, you know, agenda narrative talks like game by game in the playoffs. And it's just, it's just crazy because I don't mind it. You know, it is what it is, but we're moving away from talking about the actual game and what actually happened in the game. And that's what I don't like. Um, Like we just watched something. Don't rewrite, like rewrite what we just watched, you know? So it's like, um, you can't say the Phoenix Suns, like in the first two games, they executed their like game plan well. The fact that they um, didn't really let anyone else get their games off. They were defending our plays really well, like our set plays that we run. They were defending it really well. Brunson wasn't getting his game off. You know, Dinwiddie's been useless. And, you know, it was Luka. He was trying to do everything. And obviously you can't beat a team like Phoenix by yourself. Everyone knows that. But with that being said, another thing I have a problem with is just the, the the people are trying to make it seem like it's Luca's fault why like a Brunson was struggling. Oh, well, Brunson can't get in a rhythm if he's in the corner watching. This is what I'm talking about, like trying to use agendas and narratives and rewrite what we just watched. Game one, Brunson was in foul trouble. No one has no one mentioned that when they're talking about Brunson being out of rhythm. Like I'm talking about the you know agenda. Yeah, but both you know. games. Both games, both games yeah. Trouble. Yeah. yeah, but especially for game one, because yeah. game one was like the most egregious one, yeah. foul trouble, never got in a rhythm, and usually, and we, and this is the thing, we've been watching the maps, we know the rotations, we know how this goes, Brunson, first quarters are like, eh, he'll get to the line, keep himself in rhythm, but it's the start of the second quarter, yeah. where he gets his rhythm, you know, when that's, that's how maps games go, the fact that he didn't get to do that, because he was in foul trouble, Luca had to come in, and Luca's playing with, Dinwiddie has a secondary playmaker. Mind you, Dinwiddie has not been doing shit up to that point. And then we were running lineups where Luca was just a sole ball handler. It was like Luca, Reggie Bullock, Dorian, Maxi, and like Bertans. Who in that lineup, other than Luca, is, is starting a set for you, is initiating offense? Who, who? No one can tell you that because they're not, they're not watching. They just want to talk in agendas. <laughs> so that's what was going on in game one. That's why it looked so bad. Game two, more of the same um you know Brunson again not in foul trouble can't get his rhythm on now we see a different scenario in game three Brunson was able to get his rhythm he was able to be aggressive and that's the thing with Brunson it's not even just getting in his rhythm he has to be aggressive like you saw in the first two games like he'll dribble a little not know what he wants to do and he's like passing the ball off he doesn't even care who he throws it to he's like passing it off and he's like okay I'm out to play like I don't know what to do I'm out to play you can't do that especially if you're Brunson you are one of we don't have a lot of decision makers on the team you know what i mean we 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 have a lot of play finishers have a lot of play finishers we barely have initiators so our initiators can't be indecisive and i felt like he played like first two games he played the way he played in game one of utah where he was just so indecisive didn't know what he wanted to do it's more the same but you saw in game three he didn't care if he was in the pain he was shooting (laughs) like he was shooting he was getting that's how you need to play and I mean, another thing is we're at home, you know, he was getting a lot. He was shooting some of the shots he shot in game three, where a lot of some shots were shots he shot in game one and two. He just missed them. Now you're at home. You're getting some of those lucky bounces and all that. He's, he's getting a bit more calls, even though I don't think he's getting all the calls he should get, but he's getting more calls. So I just think um, I just think game three, we can't expect it to be the norm because Phoenix is not going to score under 100 points you know a lot 
um but it's it's definitely a step in the right direction in terms of like just adjustments that we made especially on the defensive end because that's another thing everyone's talking about offense defense is the problem and I didn't touch on it um I'm sure we're gonna get into it but we know what happened in game two (laughs) it's very embarrassing demoralizing you know Luca got hunted real bad real bad what was the number 86 point he gave up 86 points in pick and roll uh 86% of the time they put him in pick and roll, they scored they scored. <laughs> yeah, that is disgusting. That is just yeah. that never happened. Like I don't care who you are, like as a basketball player, like just as a professional basketball player, that just should never happen. Um, so that I'm you know, I'm not gonna say I'm happy to have him, but you know, at least it's a um it was kind of a wake-up call, especially to Luca, because if you recall back um when we played that final okc game and luca had like 40 and every it was it was um contentious because everyone was saying oh we lost that game and everyone was saying you can't blame luca he had 40 and um his teammates just missed shots was that the, the Lou Dor- was that the Lou Dor game that Lou Dor in training oh. Yes, hit him at the end of the game. And they lost the game basically because they were hunting Luca, and he, you know, made that miss defensive um play. Fell asleep the the Josh mm-hmm. threw it over his yeah. head. And I remember I was upset because I was like, "You just can't let that happen." And everyone was getting on me because they were like, "Well, he scored forty. You can't ask him." Here we are in the playoffs, similar situation. Basically, you know, basically a similar situation. So. When I get upset about it in the season, it's for a reason, <laughs> like, yeah. because it's something that can come up in the playoffs, and it, and it did. So he has to take the owners, and I understand he's scoring a lot, like he's going to be tired. Like that's just you know human nature thing. By the end of the day, one your your conditioning is not even where it's supposed to be in the first place. So let's even just start there. Even if you weren't scoring a lot, you probably still would have been tired just <laughs> just based on his conditioning. So that we've all been talking about it all year it's clear that it's something that he needs to um he 100 has to handle like like asap like literally as soon as possible because it's it's coming up a lot it's coming up a lot and it's it's clearly an issue and two um and i like that jay kid has been um kind of challenging Luca publicly especially about his defense you know saying that he has to participate in all that because if you look at a lot of the Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. But, but um, uh, I forgot what I mean. What was I Jason Kidd um, challenging Luca publicly. Yes. Okay. So yeah, we can yeah fix it off. Yeah. So I like Jason Kidd challenging Luca publicly, basically saying um he has to participate because if you look at a lot of the plays um it's not just you know physical limitations where he's just um you know just he just can't keep up because of foot speed or whatever. A lot of the plays are like effort really. Like he doesn't want to close out. They're, you know, trying to switch to help him out. He doesn't want to go to the assignment that he, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of that. You can't do that with a team like Phoenix. It might work against, you know, another like fucking Portland in the regular season where you're being lazy with the closeouts. And so you can't do it against Phoenix. Phoenix, damn near everybody on the court can shoot at all times, except for like eight and then like the, you know, McGee's. But 
everybody's a threat to shoot the ball at all times. You can't be just lazy with your closeouts. Um, that's why, Jay, honestly, that's why Jay Crowder is getting off. We're talking about Jay Crowder hates Dallas, and he's hit some, you know, tough shots. He hit like a step back three yesterday. He's he hit, hit. He hit a couple in the in games one and two. I was yeah, like, he hit bro. a lot of contested shots, but at the same time, he's had a lot of good looks too. Yeah. Directly to the Luca not closing out on him, he just doesn't feel like he should close out, and it's stuff like that. You you just have to um. We're in deeper in the playoffs. You can't play like that. I don't care how tired you are. Um, you just can't play like that. So he, it was funny. First play of the game, he was you know being real aggressive on D, you know, sitting down, all that, and all that's cute. But um, it's not just, it's not just that. You know, the fake aggressiveness and the, all that. You, it's it's defensive IQ. It's um being able to give effort because even yesterday he played better defense, but it wasn't perfect. It wasn't even close to being like good, his, I would say. His, <laughs> like, his, his controller got disconnected. I know he had five fouls, but his controller yeah. got disconnected that on that one pick and roll they put him in. Where he yeah, so yeah, so it's not. It's not. Granted, I don't expect him to ever be perfect, but it, there's things to work on defensively in the offseason, too. That he and a lot of things are gonna get cleaned up too if he just takes his conditioning seriously but there's other things he needs to um that's the thing just work on your like defensive iq really like you can be a very like you don't have to be a great defender but you can be a smart defender you mean and he's already um shown like like yes the last play of the game how he like basically read mikhail to like um to pick off that pass um for the turnover basically the you know, dagger turnover, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, stuff like that. Like he, he, especially in the passing lanes, he's smart. But it, as a, you know, on ball, off ball defender and pick and roll, as in the pick and roll, especially, he just has to. Um, and that's usually just um, you know, your European players are very um, like the pick and roll is tough for them guarding the pick and roll. Um, but he just has to. He has to be better. But with that being said, um. To one series I didn't have to I didn't want to have to come into this recording with three L's because I would have been like <laughs> how the tables have turned the last episode we recorded we were just so happy about winning the first round and talking about this matchup I would have been so sad if the next episode we recorded was a all three hole that would have been so sad but we have the opportunity to make the series interesting. One more home game. Our home crowd is actually, we might have like one of the best home court like advantage in the playoffs. Um, we, we've lost one home game so far, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It was, lost. it was the game one of Luka, Utah. Luka didn't play. Mm-hmm. So we've only lost one home game so far. Um, not that we've played like a whole bunch, but um our crowd's great. The guys clearly feed off the crowd. Um, Reggie had a great game mm-hmm. in game three. So did Dorian. Reggie has just been phenomenal this whole playoffs, actually. Isn't he like one of the isn't he leading? I think, I I think he's shooting like 55 or 57% from three. And, that, and he out there, like I know it don't show up in the box score, but like he, he I pretty sure he's leading the playoffs in minutes i think he is leading the playoffs in minutes and three i want to say he's leading in three point percentage i don't know if if, yeah i want to say that he's leading in three point percentage i think Um, he is i feel pretty good that he is if he he ain't leading he's damn near up there so he he's cooking but he's just perfect fit perfect fit and because he gets good shots He's oh he's gonna get a steady like with Luke on the team you're gonna get a steady diet of open shots and he can make them <laughs> like he's he's a great shooter so 
I've been very impressed with Reggie. Love Dorian. They've been troopers. Maxi Cleaver. Hold on. I need to spend some time on Maxi a little bit. Yeah. You know me. Anytime yeah. I kill anyone, I I if if they prove me wrong, I'm always, always, always gonna give them their props for that. And Maxi, Maxi needs the props. He got my stamp. He officially, like I've been saying it first round, but I think he's officially he's been our like outside of like you know yeah no he's been our second best player this series I think um yeah Luca yeah. he's averaging like fourteen on elite defense yeah he he that is not a hot take fam. yeah that's not that I think is that no I think he's been our second best player like he's fourteen points per game from Max and we're three games in <laughs> like, that's a little like that's crazy um Maxi like when was, during the season was Maxi averaging 14 points for a three game stretch that was like he probably did yeah he did I think the week before the all-star break but like that was like one week we're in the playoffs and yeah it, it was just two games and it was so weird because it was so such an out like while we were watching it I've been joking like is Maxi on PEDs yeah. like he's moving different he's doing things he ain't did and he did it in the playoffs with the season on the line exactly that's why he has to get the stamp and he's been playing that's that's the one thing like even though he did well in the utah series i was i was afraid that he might have used up all his you know offensive you know game all his makes yeah, i was really afraid no i even said it i was like i'm worried he you know he you know hit his ceiling in terms of like offensive production and what he's going to give to us this playoffs but no i think he's upped his game in the sun series like yeah he didn't hit like eight threes but I think his defense has been better. Like Aiton, I saw a possession on Aiton when Aiton tried to post. Them. Listen, these bigs might have to stop, stop posting Maxi up, bro. Like you are not moving him, bro. And the thing is, Aiton did way better than um Gobert did because Aiton actually got a shot off. <laughs> Gobert couldn't even dribble. Aiton got a shot off, but that shot did not look good. It was like a strong. You're not Maxi's an ox, bro. You're not moving him in the post. You're not moving him. I don't care who you are, unless you're using um, like your arf arm, like you know Kawhi, how it was a stiff arm in the chest every time. Mm-hmm. If you're like not doing that, but you're just doing it, especially post ups. If you're doing a traditional post up, you're not getting on Maxi. Um, and people have been saying, and I agree with it. I think Maxi should start, but um i think we all have to realize especially when we see that Powell, especially this deep into the series the fact that Powell is still playing granted his minutes are going down but the fact that he's, he's still playing 10 13 minutes a game yeah yeah but he, just, he just jumps at he just jumps at the tip yeah so i think he's starting i think the fact that he's still starting is more of a i think it's more on the players that are playing namely luca and uh and maybe a brunson i think they want his screens at the end of the day and and someone said it was it a reporter i didn't make this up i don't think i made this up i forgot who said it though someone said it was early in the season that um was it early in this yeah i think it was early in the season when people were annoyed that powell was still starting um and ah i forgot i want to say it was brad or i don't want to tell a lie on someone but one of the reporters said it that um powell starts because the guys like the starters want him starting (laughs) like it was a it was like they want him starting mm, um yes and it's it, it relates to like screens <laughs> like you know because Powell's smart too not just screens but Powell's like a smart player so they actually do like playing with Powell even though like there's not the matchup for him but mm. kid, the fact that his minutes are so reduced 
but he's still starting lets me know that yeah the players probably want him starting but the coaching staff obviously sees that he can't play much um so yeah and then but that's the thing Powell still has to play even like that's that's like he just still has to play even if it's like a couple minutes a game five minutes you know seven minutes like he still has to play you can't you can't you can't ask dorian to play the five you can't do it you can't ask him to play like like not for an extended period of time he can give you five to eight maybe ten minutes gardening but you can't ask him to do that for like 20 minutes yeah that can't happen and hit threes that's that's it's too much man yeah it's too much and then it's not just eating because the Suns don't play small, so you're putting yeah. in um uh, uh um uh, after McGee or, or Biombo or Biombo, yeah, decent player. Yeah, so it's just he that can't happen, and people saying give Powell's minutes to Chris. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry, but when I see stuff like that, I'm like, God, like what's the what Chris does not do anything better than Powell on the court except for jump, bro. Chris just does he does he does he jump better than Dwight Powell he does he's more springier Dwight is just just yeah he's he's a bit more springier like Chris um but other than that he don't do nothing better than him and maybe maybe hits threes I mean Powell was a snapper for that one good portion of the season maybe but other than that there's nothing Chris does better than Powell bro so what are we we're gonna take away Powell's minutes to play a worse version than we, Powell. Yeah, and I was thinking even, you know, my guy Big Head Bertans, but they play so big that he's not the five. He's like the four. You gotta you gotta play him with another center against these dudes. Mm-hmm, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like as much as like the Powell, granted, he had a good stretch, he had a bad stretch. Like you just have to eat Powell just has to eat some minutes at the end of the day. He has to. Yeah. Um so the, talking about Chris and Dorian at the five, that's not sustainable. Chris can't Chris is not touching the, the and that's the thing. You have to understand kids stop. Chris is a hack. Every time Chris has played Chris averages like maybe like four fouls a game chris is a hack if you know kid jason kid likes defense he likes smart defensive players paul at the end of the day he's not a great defender but he's still a smart defender especially for this game kid wants to run so he's going to trust a dwight powell over marquis chris and that is absolutely the right decision and then another adjustment that we haven't talked about is um josh green he got his minutes taken away <laughs> he got a dmp right he got a dmp right yesterday Mm-hmm. Zero, yeah. minutes. zero minutes zero mm-hmm. minutes yesterday frank took his minutes and that was absolutely the right choice because at this point in time and i knew you know i knew it frank i knew frank was gonna come in handy off the bench for something <laughs> like at the, at the beginning of the season I, I i said frank is a luxury coming off the bench because he's a specialist and that's um and i like that signing because to me at the end of your bench, I, I believe you should have specialists at the end of your bench. So our end of bench is actually not terrible. Like other than Sterling Brown, because he's not a specialist. He's supposed to be a shooter, but he don't do shit. So, so that's fine. But like a Bertans, Bertans is granted his shot is like inconsistent this year, but he's still a specialist, you know, like a three-point specialist. Frank is a defensive specialist. So to me, having these kind of specialists that you could just drop in a game and muck the game up, it's kind of a W. <laughs> so yeah. like, uh, I so, mean, Frank didn't do shit. Like he, he didn't do shit. Yeah, it's the not only, like the only thing he recorded was two fouls. But I feel like he was a positive. He was a positive because that's the thing about Frank. One thing about Frank, if he don't do anything else, he's gonna defend. Like when he's on uh, the court, he's gonna. And to me, 
I, I noticed it during the season two and in the playoffs, um, I'm telling you the sample size is probably not crazy. The sample size is probably three minutes, but from my eyes, based on what I see during the season and what I saw last night, Frank and Maxi lineups are crazy. Like on defense, Frank and Maxi, when Frank and Maxi are out there, um, I don't care who you throw out there with them, Frank and Maxi, bro, like they're just so active with their hands and they're such smart defenders. I feel like our defense is just crazy when Frank and Maxi are out there, um, especially. So when you have Frank, smart defender, he's making Booker uncomfortable. I think he was like, Booker was like one for eight on Frank. Um, just granted, Frank is not going to play a ton, but just, a, like I said, our problem in the series has been defense. So a guy that can just make their guards like uncomfortable. And even with um, Frank was in the middle, of, I feel like Frank was in the middle of it um, with Aiton. They tried to throw a lob for Aiton and it like went over his hands because Frank was like fronting him. Well, listen, Frank, Frank, Marcus Smart, those are the best guards I've ever seen with my eyes, front big men in the post. Best I've ever seen with my own eyes in my lifetime <laughs> like he's six four granted his wingspan is like freakish but you like he fronts big men in the post so well and um he he was doing that so I I, I like the Frank minutes I I do um if he can make shots that's even a bonus but I like the Frank minutes um I don't think we're going to see Josh Green for the rest of the series but that's fine um he had his chance to play. We can't, you know, at the end of the day, you can't say he wasn't given a chance because he was. He's not ready yet, and that's fine. Um, you can't be mad at a 21-year-old for not, you know, in his first playoffs for not being ready to play. Um, so I'm not mad at that, but I'm, I'm glad that we at least had an alternative to um, roll out because somebody had to eat that minute, you know, eat those minutes. So it was either going to be Frank or Sterling Brown, and <laughs> I'm glad it was Frank. You know. You know what's funny <clears throat> about Sterling Brown? Um, not to derail this talk track that we're on, but like Sterling Brown was starting in the playoffs in Milwaukee like four years ago, and he won. He didn't stink. He didn't stink. Just I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to Sterling Brown because he he didn't stink. He wasn't good, but he he didn't stink. I don't know why he's stinks now it's weird it's because i mean on this team it's because if he's not making shots the next best thing that he does well is like driving the ball and you know you know taking it to the hole but i don't want the ball in sterling's browns you know hands to be driving the ball into eating you know what i mean he doesn't have that opportunity to do that here so that's why he just looks so bad in my opinion um like in houston last year like he had free reign to do whatever the fuck he wanted (laughs) you know what i mean pretty much so yes he was good at shooting the ball but like he was driving he was you know he he had opportunities to get the ball and do something with it here you don't have that and i'm not mad at that um you're like a ninth, tenth, tenth man. I'm not prioritizing ninth, tenth man to get touches. This is in Golden State. No offense, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I shouldn't even say no offense. But yeah, this is not Golden State where um, eleven men are eating. We don't do that over here. <laughs> so yeah, it's just yeah. Like I said, if if you're gonna be here, um, as an end of bench kind of you know person on you know the Mavericks, you're gonna have to be a, some sort of specialist. Um, you can't need the ball <laughs> as an end of bench bomb. You absolutely no. can't have the ball in your hand. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think um, 
man. I think I pretty much agree with you on everything as far as, you know, the series so far. Um, one thing that was kind of stood out to me that was surprising that, you know, people jumped in Jalen Brunson's pockets. I knew it was going to happen. Like, you kind of, I saw you say something. It's like people's waiting for him to have a bad game. And it was interesting. Yeah. And it was interesting that people was writing him off. And once again, the reason why I thought, you know, we would get a chip, I felt pretty good coming into tonight. I felt he would bounce back. Not going to lie. I didn't see, he should have had a 30 ball tonight. Like, he had 28 and he left meat on the table. If we being honest, like me don't know his last bucket away. Yeah, well, not even the bucket, but like dog, he's I, I feel like he's shooting like fifteen or eighteen percent from three. And yeah, his pull up three has been non existent since game two of Utah. Yeah, and even even like the reason why I felt like he would bounce back when I would rewatch his possessions. The reason why when you know the whole length, I'm so tired of talking about it. I'm not gonna talk about it one way or another. Like, oh, he's playing like such a hope. There was threes in games one and two where they weren't even closing out on him. They, in the corner, I think Jalen shoot like 45% from three on corner mm-hmm. threes. Yeah. And they was just like, hey, man, this nigga playing like a hoe. I, they, tried, they treated him like Josh Green, and he still bricked him. And I was just like, oh, he's not going to do that. He's not going to keep doing that. And... Mm-hmm some of the decisions he was making with the ball, like he's a short player. So because he's short, everything he has to do can't be with hesitancy. It has to be with force and decisiveness. Like he's good enough. He has the skill to cook damn near anybody when he makes his mind up, but he he has to make his mind. Not to cut you off, but he'd be looking. That's another thing that pissed me off sometimes. He'll have the ball. And it's like Jalen, like go create. Like I know, yeah. like he tried to do like two dribbles, and if he does, if he's like not sure, he can break this, you know, guy down. Whoever he throw it to Luca, yeah, he throw it to Luca. Like nah, Brunson, you create. Yeah, you got it. Because the thing is, I hope somebody, and it feels like maybe somebody said it, like, hey, friend, we gonna lose anyway. Like if you shoot it, and I heard him say in the post game that even if the ball doesn't go in, I have to be aggressive. And I'm just like, I pray to God the coaching staff told him that because we're going to lose anyway. If you go, like, Drew Holiday was four for 19. He was such a break in the playoffs, but he had to shoot. There was nobody, there were no other options. Empty the clip. They're empty the clip, bro. We're going to lose if you don't shoot. You got to shoot. You have yeah, to. That's what Luca was doing. Luca was yeah. emptying the clip. Yeah. <laughs> you got to like, empty the clip. Yeah. That's what I was saying. We don't have a lot of initiators. Yeah. So, like, Spencer, Luca, Brunson, y'all just got to shoot and clear. Yeah. Nobody and else then, is doing if, it. If you a break, no one be mad. I, I don't care if you put up the four for 20. You got to go. And he wasn't doing He played. Dog, y'all know I love Jalen. Jalen's my guy. I, I feel like I'm me and you at times are part of like the Jalen Brunson defense brigade, but he played like such, a, it was so nasty the way he played them first two games. It was, I don't want to call a man a coward, but that's what I watched Jalen. I know I can even tell by like how he pushes off when he shoots a shot. Like, yeah, that shit's a brick. He's scared. Like he's not confident that that shot's going in itself. And that's how he played game one and two, but I don't know what they told him in game three. 
like coming in when we were when I was watching, you know, the players who defended him well, like Devin Booker had held up pretty good even in the regular season, even in the games like Jalen quote unquote played well. Um, Devin Booker did a pretty decent job of staying in front of him, and he Jalen was taking it to his ass last night. Like it seemed, it seemed like he was mad at him. I don't know what Devin Booker said to Jalen, but whatever that shit was, he took it personal because I felt like he was just going right at him. It was no... He was, and he was saying shit. Yeah. That, that one bucket, he said, what did he say? Oh, somebody um said it. Somebody said it, but I forgot what he said, but he was talking to him. I was like, yes, Brunson. Yeah. Really like very stoic on the court. Like he's yeah. not talking, he's not doing all that, but I love, I love all that. I love all that. Hell that whole ass nigga, he can't guard you. I, I, I wanted to say it for him because... You know Devin Booker's front running ass been talking cash shit this whole series and Jalen was folding, so go right back at him. And it wasn't like it was just decisive and aggressive. And they I feel like Jalen is one of you know, he's kind of a bully ball player. And I feel like he it just he just realized like, hey dog, they don't call the off arm on offensive players. Like they don't, they get don't the, get the, they, get, get, they don't. Like it's real talk, Kawhi Leonard. It, it, oh God! It, if they if they ever call those, like them they, them dudes is like worth half their value. Paul George is out of a job, bro. If they seriously calling those, and I feel like Jalen just realized that last night. Like, oh wait, y'all don't call it. Let me. And I'm pretty a strong dude, so call it on his last play though. <laughs> they call it on his last drive. I know, I know, on the thirty ball. I was so mad I about was like, that. Y'all weren't calling it all night. Like, yeah. yeah, don't call it now. But I like the fact that he. He didn't dribble the clock out. He tried. He went for the 30. But I, I'll be honest. I think Jalen's going to play aggressive. I don't know if he's going to be able to get 30 on literally all two-pointers and shit at the rim against these dudes. But I also don't think he's going to be keep being a brick from three. So I think he's back in the series. I don't think we're going to see any nine-point games and 11-point games again. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know. I don't know, man. Y'all know, should I love Jalen? And I'll be honest, I didn't see that. I didn't see the type of game. I didn't see him getting 28 the way he did. I thought he'd have to make his threes. But, like, that was just these can't guard me. I'm going to the bucket. Good luck. With uh, Stop me. And no one did. And I I don't know if he'll be able to keep doing it that way. But I'm just, as long as he's aggressive, we have a shot. Um, that's I think what's he most has important. to keep doing it that way, though, because you if you look so. at it, um, that's what to me, um, especially with Luca too. To me, I think that was the biggest thing too. One of the biggest things were just we were, I think, us driving to the paint and getting in the paint. It opens up so much more. Yeah. It wasn't Brunson like Luca was in the paint. Like Luka yeah, he was yesterday. Um, Luca was a was a power forward last night. Power forward. That's what I'm saying. We <laughs> listen. We lost that war, bro. You keep saying that. I was on the other side. Not me and you. Wait, not me and you as we. I mean, we as in people that thought he was like a point guard. Oh, I got you. Yeah, so we, so us that those upset of people. Yeah, we lost that war. We we had. He's a point forward. He's a point. I think that's like he's a point. And they were like, oh, point forward doesn't exist. That's the point. For the greats, it does. 
Yeah, yeah. So like a LeBron, how LeBron is, you could probably say, yeah, LeBron's a point forward. Yeah, Luca, <sighs> he's a forward. He's like he's a forward too, but he plays point guard like on offense. But he's a hundred percent. That boy's a power forward. <laughs> like, a, like a power forward. When I was watching him yesterday, I was like, yeah, this is a real forward game. Like you know, like as a forward, like in the post. Like yes, he's still um. You know, directing traffic, he's still playing point, but like in the post, bully ball, defending, you know, grabbing offensive ball. rebounds. Like it, it, yeah. he was, he was hell on the boards last night. I was like, yeah. damn, Luca. Yeah, well, he had, he didn't have, did he have like 12 boards, 12, 13? Yeah, boards 13 boards. And I think he had like four offensive rebounds. Luca yeah, Doncic. Yeah, it was real ones too. They wasn't like, like he was in there mixing up with the trees. Yeah, and I saw a stat where it was like, um, uh, I just saw it and I just replied to it too. Hold on, let me because and this is a thing that we talk about. Stop looking at raw rebound numbers. We have to look at rebound rate. So yeah, here's a stat. So someone's saying, um, so it's Paul Headley, um, NBA. He was saying that, um, that he thinks Luca's rebounding is easily his most underrated attribute. That's what we've been saying. And basically, aside from like the 10 boards, the Mavs rebound percentage. So our rebound rate, it drops from 48% with him on the court to 42%. That's like a 6% drop, bro. We almost, our rebounding rate is almost at 50% when he's out there. And it drops to 42 when he sits. That's the, that's, he's our rebounder. He's our best one by a good margin by a great margin so that's why i'm like when people are like we're starting center powell had two rebounds in like 10 minutes or 15 minutes or what that's not stop y'all are looking at raw, just the raw rebounding numbers like you can't look at it just like that <laughs> like it's well, and it, so, something else in a switching scheme exactly we talked where, about yeah but you got to repeat things for the people yeah <laughs> In a switching scheme, dog, we can get Rudy Gobert, and I'm going to bring that up at another time because I'm starting to think that's going to be a thing. But anyway, <laughs> if when Rudy Gobert is a maverick, on the plays where we switch, if he's at the three-point line, dog, he's not grabbing the rebound. Like that's Not just, getting the rebound. Like, like <laughs> that and, the, and with Dwight and Maxie, that's all we do for the most part. Um, we do make some drop in there for some strange reason. I have no idea against Chris Paul and Devin Booker why we play drop with that's Ray Carlisle shit. But we did that a lot the first couple of games. I don't know why. I don't know why. I can't figure it out. I think they were just throwing things at the wall. Like I said, our defense was really bad. People were talking about our yeah. offense. The defense was really bad. So I think they were just trying to throw anything to see if it, it'll um... – stick because we couldn't stop we couldn't stop anything they were doing the first yeah, two games. so he tried everything and now he says all right and now they made their real adjustments um yeah. trapping chris paul and booker we we're throwing mad bodies um recovering all that so yeah um, yeah yeah i have no idea why the hell were they tra- like what was devin booker doing like he got hot at the end and he kind of low-key he stat padded at the end to get that 30 but like 30, I didn't realize that was the worst 30 ball. The people are talking about Lucas 40 was the worst for that. That Booker 30 ball was probably the worst 30 ball. It was very nasty. It was very <laughs> nasty. 30. Yeah, that 30 ball he had in game two. Like he wasn't just killing us. Like, why the hell was 
so much help going to him. Like if he beat, if he just fried, hey man, the niggas better than us. If he just cooks it, but you don't, you don't help off Cam Johnson and leave him butt naked. That was so crazy to me. It was so yeah, crazy. but there's the thing though, and I thought because even during the regular season, like you have granted, I mean, both of them were a disaster in game three, but you usually have better success when you throw like multiple bodies to Booker than you just Chris Paul, because um Booker is more prone to turn it over in that situation. But like I said, Chris Paul <laughs> was the one that he was horrible yesterday. But um Usually, that's what I'm saying. Usually, when you do a Booker, and you we saw it, you know, with the lob, that lob he was passing to God, trying to <laughs> pull out to Aiton. But Booker does that. A hey, Loki Booker, damn near killed Michael Bridges. Uh, in game two. In game, yeah, trying to. And that's the thing. That was a um criticism of Booker, especially from Suns fans. Like I said, I follow a lot of Suns fans, and yeah. um, they they always say uh, part of Booker's improvement is not just his passing, but throwing lobs to Aiton. They said like especially Aiton's first, you know year booker could not throw a lob to save his life to ayton and you see it come up a little bit <laughs> when he throws the lobs like that's not his strong suit so if you get him to do things he's not comfortable with and that's the thing they weren't giving him like too much space like to get or get to his spots to get his shot you know shots off so that was great like i said frank nilkina did his thing but and um frank can guard him frank can guard that's what i'm saying that's all like, like no he can frank obviously can guard but very specifically, Frank can guard him. Like that's a thing. That's 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 not him having a bad game. Frank was on him, legitimately causing problems. Because what Frank does well, it's gonna bother um, Booker because Booker just needs um, Booker just needs space to get his shot off. So if you don't give him any space, he's going. He, it's either he's gonna make that tough tough shot, and he can make the tough tough ones, or he's gonna miss them. Um, and if you look at, and I know, you know, his nose was broken, so I don't want to put like crazy, crazy amount of stock in it. But if you look at last year against the Clippers series with Pat Bev, Pat Bev was giving him problems because hell. had him in hell, had him in hell because Booker was trying to Pat Bev, you know, he's handsy. He's getting in your space. Pat Bev is not, you know, giving you space when he guards you. <laughs> that's not how Pat Bev guards. He's in your, you know, shit. Um, and that's kind of how Frank is. You know, Frank's wingspan is so freakish. You know, he's putting his hands up. He's engulfing you. He's in you. So like, it's kind of like Booker. If you can't, if, if he can't shake Frank, and you know, you're not going to shake Frank that easily. If you can't shake Frank, then, um, yeah, you just gonna have to be forced to take like tough, tough midi. And if you're taking tough, tough midis all day, I'm sorry, Booker, you might be a Kobe disciple, but you ain't Kobe. No. You're not gonna make them tough midis all game long. Mm-mm. And you're definitely not gonna do it for a whole series. You might do it for part of a game, but you're not gonna do it for a while. So um if Frank can keep this up, this will be huge. Um, because then you can focus on especially if he's hitting shots, you know, in addition to that, that'd just be great um because then that's essentially another 3D wing out there for you that can pass some so um and kind of handle some even though that handle was looking mad shaky i don't know if i want him i think it's the fourth quarter when they start making a push and luca wasn't back in the game yet they had frank out there mm-hmm. oh we we they had frank out there instead of the guy we need to get to um I was like, oh my yeah. God, like it, it was, man, that, 
this game in general, like we won, and I feel like we were winning damn near the whole game by like a decent margin, and it just felt like we was gonna lose it any single moment. Me too. That's why when we were we were like up what we were up like fifteen going into the fourth, and yeah. I was not comfortable. I was like, "This is wartime." I'm like, "This is war. Like we are going to have to fight." Like, yeah, we're up fifteen. No, we're gonna have to fight it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, when we was up fifteen against the Jazz, it's like they're done. Oh, yeah, they have like, no oh, chance. But take Luca out the game, you know what I'm saying? And um, against these dudes, man, we had a double digit lead with three minutes to go, and I'm like, it ain't big enough. We should be up by 20. I still don't feel good about this. It's kind of funny, but um, anyway, let's. I don't think Spencer has no hope unless he's making his kick out threes, like his court, like when they. When the ball swings to him and he's open for three, I mm-hmm. I just don't like. When I watch, there's a YouTube uh, channel. It's called NH Highlights. Oh, having some microphone issues over there, player. Oh, you? No, you. It's some weird noise. It sounds like you like dropped your mic. Oh. You, you didn't hear that? No. Oh, okay. That's weird. Anyway. There's a uh, YouTube channel called NH Highlights, and they show, like, every single possession of a player, like the misses, the makes, the turnovers. And, you know, well, I'm emotional. We fans. So I always go back and rewatch the different players, and that gives me a – even the opposing players, and it's like, and did he just miss shots, or is he being locked up? Or is he folding? Is he choking? And, man, I just don't – I don't – like Spencer's not even getting to spots. Like if he he's missing layups, he has no spots to get to. I just Whoa, that's what I'm saying. It's spots. just it's that's it, I just don't see. I don't. You know he's gonna have some outlier three point shooting where he makes some side step threes and he makes the threes when Luca or Jalen pass him in the corner. But that's really all I think he can give us and like initiate some plays. But as far as him getting downhill. And being the Spencer that he was when he first showed up, I just don't. I don't think that's an option for these against these guys. But he, but it's so weird. He had four points last night. I felt like he had like fifteen. I don't know. It just felt like he was productive. Does that it's make because, sense? Yeah, it's because he was. He was. At, I don't know how to describe it because I understood. Like I didn't think when I when you just said four. I saw your tweet earlier when you were like, "Oh, it felt like if you told me he had 15, 18, I would have believed you." When I thought you were going to say, like, 10. Four just shocked me. Yeah, <laughs> Bill said the same thing. Like, yeah, it felt like he had 10. But wait, four? Yeah, four shocked me. And now that I'm thinking about it, I remember the two buckets. And yep. yeah, he didn't score after that. Like, he had the layup in transition. I think he had, what, two layups in transition. Yeah, that was like it. That. that was it. <laughs> that was it. But I think that's the thing. When he – I think it's it's different if he – like, he can have four points, and that's fine if he's not – um if he's not hurting us in, in yeah. terms of like forcing and taking bad shots and turning the ball over, like if he's doing that, yeah, please don't do that. But if you're going to push it, I think Spencer's role right now, like you said, he, he has no spots. He's not going to, like I said, do the downhill foul baiting shit um, in the playoffs. So um, I think Spencer's role right now is to obviously, you know, hit his catch and shoot threes when he gets them. Um, I mean, he's going 
you get a center and he's going to take them side step threes. We can't do anything about that. And honestly, he'd be making them. So you do like it's not that bad of a shot. Yeah, it's, it's a big. Good. I would. It's a big, yeah. Yeah, but I will say what I did like, and maybe that's why I felt different. Is because when that was happening, he's passing that bitch to Jalen, and Jalen was immediately going to the basket mm-hmm. when them two was on the court together. That's a good, that's a good process, even yes. if the stats ain't there. Exactly. So that that's the thing. His role right now, he needs to be a like I said, get his catch and shoot opportunities. He needs to be a ball mover because that's the thing. Spencer's not really a great playmaker. I know a lot was talking about his playmaking. He's not really a good playmaker. Um, he's he's a he's a good um ball mover i think there's a difference between you know like playmaking and passing mm-hmm. um i would say he's a good like ball mover like he's going like you said he's swing the ball to jalen make let jalen attack or you know swing the ball around he'll do that but i think his role needs to be that pushing the ball in transition especially and he did that a lot he got two layups yeah. push the ball um make your shots and, and that's pretty much it because like i said anything he doesn't have a mid-range game really and i don't know why i thought he did um, he so the so the numbers the eye test never really said he did just to keep it real yeah. but the stats said he did so mm-hmm. i don't and i you know i love Spencer. that's what i'm saying like yeah. people were you know when the series previews people were like yeah they play a drop they allow a lot of mid-range shots and spencer has shot those well and i'm like when the fuck did this happen because i don't even remember him taking them that's what I'm saying. He doesn't take. Yes, yeah, so I thought he had a mid range game, but he does not. He does not. So it's like, okay, he's not getting to. You know, he doesn't have a mid range game. The foul baiting and the getting to the rim that's not reliable in the playoffs. Um, and he's not a good um, you know, pull up shooter. So it's like he doesn't really have anything to really um add on offense other than you know, like I said, transition buckets, your catch and shoot opportunities, and that's pretty much it. Um. Or he needs to still be aggressive, though. That's one thing about him, especially if he has a weaker defender on him. Because I think, no, I don't think both of his buckets yesterday were in transition. I think one was in transition. I feel like he, he, I was just about to say, he put Cam Johnson in the space. Mm-hmm. It was Cam Johnson. So yeah. that I like. If you have a Cam Johnson on you, like a weaker defender on you, yeah, attack. Attack and try to get to the rim, especially if there's no rim protection here, because there was no one at the rim. To, um, after he got by by John, Cam Johnson, that was it. So to me, he just has to be smart. He just has to be a smart player. And we'll talk about you know other things. That's the thing. You can um, to me, I can stomach not getting great production from like a eighteen million dollar player. You know what I mean? Like it's different when Porzingis is getting paid thirty, 30. and he's not giving you shit. There's a yeah. big difference. So Spencer has been very disappointing. However. You know, it's easier to stomach because you you can bench him like you did last night, and it's not really a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Frank was playing over him in the fourth. Frank, Frank, that shows me that the coaching staff, and I think he knows it too. The coaching staff are they don't trust him all, you know, real that much right now. Yeah, and to me, the if you paid attention to the coaching staff, his minutes was going down towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. It like, was. They they mm-hmm. were. He, was like, thinking, he wasn't closing anymore, too. Remember yeah. when he was here, he was, like, closing the three-guard yeah. line? Of yeah. He wasn't closing anymore. Yeah. And that that was it was weird because the box score stats said he was still playing well, but for whatever reason, I, I think it was started with that Milwaukee game where he was, like, efficient scoring, but he was bad on defense and he turned defense. the ball over a few times. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
Jalen only had 15 and it wasn't even efficient, but they was just like, dog, you, you, uh, you gotta be out there. <laughs> Spencer can't play. <laughs> and I, and I feel like he just never, I don't think he played more than 24 minutes the rest of the season after that game. Like, yeah. Until Luca in games, Luca was healthy and Jalen played. I don't think he's played more than like twenty four minutes after that, which is yeah, it's defense. People got to this coaching staff. If you can't really defend, like yeah. you're not, it's like Davis. Like he was all right in the Utah series, and I'm granted he wasn't gonna be, he wasn't supposed to be a part of it, like a real playoff rotation anyway, mm-hmm. but. He was getting abused on defense yeah. as soon as they started really attacking him in that Utah series. He, he stopped playing. Like they, yeah. took, they took his minutes. He you went. Know, it, was, it was funny because I think he had like what fifteen, and we won, and went to two minutes the next night because <laughs> he next couldn't game. guard nobody. <laughs> wow, he was getting picked on. Yeah, Boban. Yeah. all you want. They're not playing Boban because Boban can't move. So no, no, no. You, you no, look no, at the no. coaching staff. It's, it's defense that gets you, you know, rotation minutes and all. It's, it's and, 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 and that's also why I feel like no matter what Dwight's stats are, Dwight moves his fucking feet. And he's, exactly. He's, he's not, Chris is not playing over him. <laughs> he, he, he per, what, what is the phrase? Oh, he participates. Dwight, no matter what this stat says, he participates defensively. Like, he's never just not out there being fooled. Dudes may make shots over him, but he just never got, he's just never going to give up or make a defensive mistake to where he gave somebody some wide open shit. Like, that's one thing you got to give him credit for. He just, he can't do shit offensively for some strange reason. Exactly. But, you know, it is what it is because in the playoffs, like, his his skill, his only skill is something that you can kind of easily take away in the playoffs. Yeah. That, like, that, that's, that's the issue with Powell. Like, that's why he's not really a playoff guy. Yeah. Um, because if you're, like I said, rim running is a skill. But that's rim running is something you could easily. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to cross that bridge with Gobert eventually. But that's one of the reasons why when people bring that up as what he would do with Luca, I don't, I don't, that's just, you don't run rim runs in the playoffs against You're not really doing good that all play. in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah like that's not really, that's just not a thing. You can get that yeah. shit off here and there sporadically, but that's mm-hmm. not a, Against even if you have two, Luca's amazing at it. Um, Gobert is good at it, but like, dog, that's just those aren't plays. Good playoff teams give up on a consistent and even basis. If, look, look, look at this series with Aiton right now. Aiden, yeah, yeah. Like Aiton right now. Because I, Chris Paul's okay. a pick and roll master, and right, he can't and get especially show. game three, it's game three, he's not getting. Even games one and two, like he was good, but he's not getting that shot attempts that you probably think he should get, especially since we can't stop him. But that's the point. You're not no team. It doesn't matter what the makeup is. Is running pick and roll rim runs <laughs> all game. That's not happening. Aiton was Aiton. That's that's the thing. Aiton is really to me. Aiton's more the Suns' release valve than he mm-hmm. is an option. And I said it after the first game. After I was watching, it was so obvious. It was like, yup. They have more release valves, and I what I mean by release valve is um let's say a possession isn't going the way um you want it to go, um and we are like a play that you're running is um got blown up. 
a release valve is something or a play or someone on the court that you can throw the ball to and get some points out of it. The Suns have a lot of that, I, I feel like. Um, eight especially. I feel like every player on the goddamn roster that plays is that. Like, every single one. No one, no, no one you can throw it to, and it's a disaster of a possession. It might not be an amazing option, but it, it, it it's something positive can happen, if exactly. that makes sense. Exactly, and that's the Suns pretty much, and eight, and especially like I, I saw it a couple times last um in last night's game too, where the Suns couldn't get anything, and they're like, all right, um, Aiton's in the middle. Let me just I remember especially uh, I forgot what the I forgot exactly what was going on, but I think it was um I want to say the ball got to Crowder right on the perimeter. Yeah. Nothing was going on. The ball got to Crowder, and Crowder was like, all right, you know I don't know what to do. Let me throw it high. Aiton's in the middle. Let me just throw it up, and he'll catch it and dunk it. Literally, what happened? Aiton caught the ball and dunked it. <laughs> yep. So, like, Aiton's their release travel where if something's not going right, they can just throw the ball to him and he'll make something happen. But he's a release valve, not an option. They're not playing through Aiton. You know, that's that's why I've been this is exactly why I've always hammered home. Like, stop being worried about bigs getting their games off. Like, I, I, I'm sure people are probably thinking Aiden's going to average 20 and 20 in this series. He's going to stop stop it stop it this is the end of 2022 nobody's run unless you're like a joker and be not even cat not even cat is getting like cat is like a hit or miss with with offense like running through him like cat has had playoff games where he has had four shots <laughs> four shot attempts five shots six shots like offenses are not running through bigs bro it's 2022 we got to get out of that thinking offense is not running through bigs it's, it's just not no 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 i want you to get your, get your shit off but the the other thing is when aiden was playing bad or was playing well the first two games like i feel like and even i heard people say you see what aiden did to jonas valentunas what is he gonna do to us and i'm like y'all dog y'all ain't watch them games that nigga was hitting jumpers He's splashed, he splashed some threes. He splashed some threes. I was like, oh, and that's why when I was preparing for the series, I'm like, dog, there's no way he just turned into Carl Malone. You know what I'm saying? He didn't turn into Carl Malone. I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say between game six and I'm going to say the end of game one, Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden shot like 90% from the mid-range. Like, I'm not exaggerating. It may be higher than that. It may be like 95%. Between those two games, they were making mid-range jumpers at a rate that was, like, the best NBA players in the world not going to fucking shoot 90% from mid-range. And that's what they did. And, like, if that was going to happen, if that happens again, shit, we going to lose, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. There's no scheme. There's no nothing you're going to be able to do about them niggas shooting. 90% from mid-range, but to, to illustrate your point, like, Aiden's not, Aiden's not gonna kill us on the block, like, if you just throw it to him, like, even if you got smalls on him, he's just, he's just, that's not really his game, a now, big. he's a finesse big, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's putting he, you in the basket, yeah, he's, he's more skill, he's gonna, he's gonna score, but it's yeah. more skill, it's not, yeah. it's not Giannis, it, it, exactly, like, if you if you run a pick and roll with him and he does roll hard to the basket and there's smalls under there, yeah, he will put in the basket. But like if you run a switching defense and 
he's on the block and like I don't know Luca or Dorian or Reggie on him like that's not automatic bucket if it's a rim run obviously yeah but that's not just throw it to him and run your offense through that does that make sense oh yeah yeah that makes sense that makes yeah like he's and he's a really good player I would actually love to see him with Luca. I really would. Like, that shit would be so... Oh, my God. It'd be so... Oh, my God. God. It would never happen. And we... Because, like, to me, I actually... I like that he's a skill big. I I I think that that makes him better. To me, he's he's a very prototypical um, kind of... Especially since he's extended his range to, like, the three-point line. He is... He's going to be, to me, I think very sooner than later, he's going to be a... I think he's going to pass Cat real soon. I do, too. Um, I do, too. And honestly, I think he already. I don't want to say he's past cat because I I, nah, I want to get cat had a good season. Don't let the playoffs. I was about to say, yeah, I want to give cat that respect. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was like. I, I want to give cat that respect. Um, so I won't say he's better than cat yet. But yeah. I listen. He's gonna be. He, I think he's gonna pass cat soon. I do. I, I can see that as well. But cat is out there with fucking D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards is good, but Anthony Edwards not and nor D'Angelo Russell are making the game easy for Cat at all. And I, th- I think DeAndre Aiden is getting – he he's worked on his game. He's become really good, but he also is playing with Chris Paul. So uh, and I, 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 let me be very clear what I'm saying here because I remember Chris Paul makes Tyson Chandler. Chris Paul has made so many big – that's not happening with DeAndre. DeAndre, DeAndre actually probably, like, his numbers went down since Chris Paul came. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, if you... If, 18 and 10. They're, they're, yeah, his efficiency and some of the easy shit he gets... Would, yeah, went up, yeah. Yeah, it's better. But if you just really did let DeAndre Aiden just throw the ball to him and let him get his... If you put him in a position that Cat did, I don't know if you'd be a better team, but he would have better stats. Does oh, that make sense? Oh, he's easy. He's yeah. playing easy if you, like, make him, like, a real option. But I don't um, think but I don't think that's a winning team. It's not. That's what I'm saying, like, playing these bigs. And it's not It's not even me having a war on bigs because um, I think bigs are important, um, especially since last year. Remember, we had this conversation on the pod, too. I recall saying that the Suns, how they were built, are kind of the prototype of how teams are going to be or should be built. Um, but it's, it's hard to get the pieces, obviously. But ain't, bigs are important. So it's not like a war on bigs. However, like I said, if you're not a Jokic or an Embiid, I'm not, Cat is not even in this conversation, really. But if you're not a Jokic or an Embiid, offense is not and should not be ran through you. <laughs> like, if you want to win, if you want to, like, win, especially at a high level. I'm not even talking about winning and i'm not even talking about like a winning record in regular season i'm not talking about that i'm talking about winning at a high level in the playoffs it's 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 a guard wing league man like especially in the playoffs where shot creation is probably one of the most important things bigs are usually responsible for their own like shot creation you know what i mean like and even and this is even true for um even Embiid and um Jokic because yes they're creating a lot of their own shots too but you still need guards to like get them the ball too a lot of the time. So Jokic, especially Jokic more so than Embiid, especially a lot of times, especially in fourth quarters of games, I'm like, damn, like he'll get position, but his guards cannot get him the ball <laughs> in the post. They just can't get him the ball. And 
that messes with shot attempts it mess and you've heard Malone like Mike Malone saying the pressure is like we have to do a better job at you know getting Jokic the ball and stuff like that so it's it's a challenge having a big man especially a center be your um like number one option on offense it's it's just so hard it's it's not I hope people realize that that's why when um that's why it was such a challenge with Porzingis because he wants um he, he wants, wants offense ran to him. He wants the shots and the usage that fucking Embiid and Yoke. Yeah, and Yoke, he gets offense like, ran through him. You're not built like that, dog. Exactly. But, um, you know, I, to kind of, I guess, add on to your point, y'all know I don't really like Embiid, but the reason why he was the MVP is because he still kind of had to do those things. Like, Maxi is a good player, but he's not like he's not a good passer, like he's a scorer, right? And um, the reason why I give him be grace because he would turn the ball over a lot is because, especially when he played with Ben Simmons, it's like talk because he's a fucking seven foot center having to create a shot from the three point line because no one else on his team can do it. He's gonna turn the ball over because he's he shouldn't be having to do that. like. He, they're asking him to do something that he can kind of do because he's so talented, but that's not the way that shit should be working anyway, but that's the best option they got. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, all right, let's, let's get it off our chest, man. We down, you know, two to one. How you think this is going to play out? Um, I'm hoping here's the thing because I could easily really see Suns in five. I could see this being our you know one game, but I hope we can take one more. Um, yeah. you know, prediction was Suns in six, and that's the thing. It's funny you make your predictions, but when the series, you know, as while it's going on, you know, people are like freaking out and stuff. I'm like, you realize the way how this is going, this could still end up being you know your prediction, right? Yeah, so yeah. Um, it was like when my prediction was Mavs in six. Um, when we lost game four, yes, the manner in which we lost it sucked, but I wasn't tripping because I no. said Mavs in six. You know, yeah, so right, right, right. Because that meant Utah was gonna win two games. Um, yeah. so here you know, I said Suns in six, so that means we're gonna win two games, or I hope we win two games. I think we're gonna get one more. Um, I can't go as far to be like I see people saying, "Oh, Mavs in six, we gonna win four straight." We gonna yeah. okay, like you can think that's a thing that's cool, but like me objectively talking about the game right now, I can't, I can't go there. Um, but I do think we get one more. I, I, I want to say we tied up. Um, I want to say we tied up two two, but if we do go down um three one, I think we're gonna see a crazy performance to to you know get it to three two, and then we get out. <laughs> we might uh, I, uh, get it, but yeah i hope we could push it to seven though because if we push it to seven listen a game seven i'm always gonna root for the mavericks uh, let me let me just say that. Luka, Luka, you know seven, exactly and dorian we could pencil them to win um for good games but um yeah any game seven i mean it's a game seven at that point it's just one game you have to win and we would have the best player in that game so it's like um Anything can happen. So if it's a game seven, I'm always going to root for my Mavericks. So I hope we can push it to seven. But I'm not going to be tripping if we don't. It's fine. Like, you know, like coming into this, I understood what it was. Best team in the league. We just don't have enough. They're better than us. Even though last night we got the better of them, they're still better than us. Um, and that showed in the fact that they would not go away, even though we had been, you know, kicking their ass the whole game. They just would not go away they got it down to single digits in the clutch but you know we were able to close it out but still um 
I just don't think we're better than them. Um, and that's fine. I can listen. Luka's stats looking great. Um, we, we will talk about the defense later. We'll talk about there's obviously some things to clean up. But when we end this series, it's going to be great stats, great efficiencies against the best team in the league. Brunson would have had a you know good playoff run. Dorian would have had a great playoff run. Chip Maxi, I I am okay. <laughs> I am okay. Yeah. yeah. With the um results here, especially since we didn't get swept, that was one thing I would I said I was gonna be upset at any outcome, literally any outcome. I would not be upset other than the sweep, and that didn't happen. So I'm fine. I'm completely fine. Yeah, I uh, we agree on this again. Um, here's the thing: I rewatch these games and I, I look at process. Right, uh, I see the reason I was so confident that we were gonna beat the Jazz. Even after game four, even if Luca didn't play, I was like, our process is it's much our, better. Here. Yeah. They just don't, I don't see how they can beat us. Like, I know that sounds crazy in retrospect because it ain't like we blew them out, but is that we were getting such easy shots for our guys. And they, even when they were yeah. hitting shots, that shit was hard. They were just yeah. making them bitches. We just had better schemes than them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the ball. but I'm going to go, I'm going to go back the other way. It's the reverse with these guys. They just, we don't really have any good answers. We just have to hope they play bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's really, yeah, it is. We just have to hope we're having like a bag, like Chris Paul to like seven turnovers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like that, that just doesn't happen. Like, that's yeah. always like, that's how I'm turning the ball over. I was like, yeah, you just have to win a game where Chris Paul is like giving you the ball. Like, you have yeah. to win that game. Yeah. And they did that. So, like I said, I hope being at home, you know, kind of juices them, you know, rattles their role players. Um, Because that's the thing, role players shoot better at home. So that's what you have to understand. So Brunson having this great game should have probably been expected, you know, all that. So um, hopefully, you know, the crowd can give us more energy for one more and hope we can take them out of there, you know, rattle them a bit. That's the thing I'm afraid of the Suns because they're, like, they're this... um, I mean, you, you can call it what you want, um, especially since we're in the midst of a playoff run, so you're going to call it what you want, but I would describe them as a hungry team. Mm. You know what I mean? I think they're hungry. You know, they lost in the finals last year. You know, people were calling their run a fluke, even though they were, like, to me, one of the least flukiest teams last year. Like, yeah, they faced teams that, you know, had injuries, but oh my goodness, like, come on. But whatever. I just think they're, like, a hungry team, and they like a lot of bulletin board material, you know, like, where, you know, someone says something and, you know, with the, the Jay Crowder shirts in New Orleans, the fuck Jay Crowder shirts, after they won the game, they were wearing it in the presser, you know, like stuff like they do a lot of that. So I'm, I'm just worried that um, they'd be embarrassed by this because they got held to under 100 points. When was the last time that happened to something? This was their what low? I think this was their lowest. This was their lowest something of the season or of the yeah. playoff, I want to say. Or some, I think of the season, actually, um, this was their lowest um, like point total. I think it is. I think it is. Fully healthy. Yeah, fully healthy. So you have that. I I just think they're a team that they're want to, you know, remember that and take it personal. I want to, you know, come out hot next game. Um, so I hope we are able to um weather that if that's the case. Um, but we'll we'll just have to see. Yeah, I'm going to uh I'm going to hold to my hope that the reason why I thought we'd win holds up, like Chris Paul's 37. And this game has started, this turnaround is quick as hell. And he's just an older player. I think, 
last night, it was just age. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it That's what Reggie Bullock just said. Wow. Reggie just literally just had a quote. Brad just tweeted it. Um, talking about like his rib injury, saying that he hurt it on a back screen, but he said um he'd be fine for game four. And Brad asked about like the quick turnaround. And Reggie said, Well, Chris Paul is 37 years old. I'm 31. So hopefully I have a little more energy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, yeah. that's real. That's real, bro. It's it's kind of you can't be asking like I hate Chris Paul. I do. But you asking a man that's six foot to play great on both ways with these quick ass turnarounds in the playoffs. You know, with Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith harassing you after Jose Alvarado and Herb fucking Jones just did it, like, the bottom is going to fall out eventually on this. I don't know if it's going to be against us. I hope it's against us, and that's the only path we got to win it. But that's going to that's gonna be rough for Chris, man. I, I would say I feel bad, but he kind of dirty, and he was trying to take money out of my boy Brunson pockets with them flopping-ass files. <laughs> Chris Paul is, and that's the thing. I'm not one of those. Um, I had never been one of those like huge Chris Paul haters in my later year. I used to actually love Chris Paul. I used to love Chris Paul, but in the more recent years, I started to not like because he's annoying, especially when he plays against your team. Like he's so annoying with his antics and stuff. It's just I'm so annoyed at him. Like when we play him, he's so annoying. Yeah, and that's I I, I bring up the basketball guys a lot. He just disrespects the basketball gods too much, man. I just, something's going to happen. I hope it's against us. I really do. And, like, maybe he just can't go and book. I don't know, book. I don't know if it was the hamstring or he just got locked up. He didn't look right either. He he almost played like Jalen did. He was he played soft. He threw them off. I, I'm, that's why I'm worried about next game. Yeah. They're going to you know, get to watch film, make their adjustments. Yeah. This is the thing, if it's a series of adjustments, you know, you punch, you know, you punch back, you get punched. Like, that's how series go. And I definitely think they have more counters than us, um, just, you know, naturally. Um, I just think we threw them off. It was kind of, I'm hoping this is not the case, Um, but kind of like, you know, game five last year of the Clippers, how we threw off, Um, you know, Kawhi had been on a heater and he had that stinker because we, like, threw him off with the coverage, the zone and the Boban and all that. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't want it to be like just that, because if you remember what happened after that, <laughs> you know, we lost two straight. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's similar in that we threw them off. Like this is, our coverages were different. Um, and like I said, we were showing more bodies to Booker. Um, and granted we had been trapping a bit before then, but it is, it was just different. So I, I, I just think yeah. they got thrown off. It, I, we, we were trapping from different places. Like exactly. we were, we were in the first two games it was an easy pass for him. He didn't have the easy pass this game. Like, when he did, like, you had an easy pass to, to the Cam Johnsons and the others. But we'll see. Um, I still think we get popped in six based on what I've seen so far. But we got a shot. I won't be shocked if we win. I really won't. Because Luka didn't really play that good either. And eventually Jalen is going to start making threes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I think what Jalen did, unless they change their coverages on him and start like showing more bodies at him, I think Jalen could just do that because I think he like he wasn't doing shit special. He just was fucking beating Devin Booker off the dribble and putting him. I won't say put him in the basket, but finishing. 
And I think he can keep doing that. I think that's I think that's in his talent bag. So I think we lose a six, but I won't be shocked if we win, man. I won't be shocked if we push it to seven and lose. I won't be shocked if we pull it out. I don't think we about to run all four straight though. Like yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's, that's a reverse sweep. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. We, we we don't got the two way monster that is Giannis. Not, yeah, mm-hmm. we ain't got the we ain't got that guy. Oh, so before we wrap up Mavs and jump into the rest of the playoffs, like I made a tweet. People was in my mentions because I I wasn't even serious, but someone tweeted that we expect Luca to score fifty and play defense. I said Brian and Giannis did it, and boy, my mentions were ablaze. I had to mute that fucking tweet. Like, well, listen, you're not wrong about it because at the end of the day, I've seen those some of those same people are talking about. Oh, well, you know, he's not Giannis. Blah, blah, blah. Some of those same, same people talking about some Luca better than Giannis. Or yes, I, yes, better than Giannis. Luka yes, I wore. Well, I, I, I would do that. Yeah, do all that. So no, you were not wrong at all. Yeah, and that that was the thing that bothered me because the other thing people were like. I shouldn't have put prime LeBron because people are like y'all expect Luca to be as good as prime LeBron. No, nigga, when they when both them dudes was twenty three, they played. They were all defensive team players, and they were putting up thirty points a night. Like that exactly. happened. That was reality. They didn't. LeBron did not have Dwayne Wade and Kyrie Irving when he was twenty three, and he still was playing defense. And they were like, well. The Luca doesn't have their athleticism, so it's an okay. He's not as good as them. That's life. That's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. That's literally the point I was trying to make with that. Um, like there, I love Luca. I think he's a great player, but y'all he's be trying when, when we that. try to put him in the all-time great conversations or what his career trajectory is. Sometimes I feel like people lose the lose the plot. And, it's like, fam, there's only so good he can be because the guys that you cl- that he has to take the crown from, they can do it on both ends. Is way monsters, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's just that's life. Mm-hmm. There's only so good he can be, and he can be, and even those guys with similar talent that he's playing with now still play defense with similar offensive loads, y'all. Let's cut the shit. That's the only point. That was my only point with that tweet. And people took it the whole different way. And it's weird because I love Luca. Um, but it's just the Luca stands are weird, bro. It's it's a weird group. Oh, they're weird. That's why I, I just don't engage with them because at the end of the day, I'm not talking Mavericks with people who are not Mavericks fans. Like they're Luca fans who follow the team to the team, but they don't really like care about the Mavericks really. Mm. Not going to talk basketball with those people it's fine you could be a luca fan or just be a luca fan and you know want to support him and since he's on the team by extension you're supporting the team that's fine you know i'm not here to tell people whatever to do yeah. for me just don't come in my mentions with that that's shit. what i'm saying yeah me personally i'm not engaging with anyone that's just clearly like just a luca fan yeah um, so that's just that yeah stop luca is a great player stop shooting him bail he can be better he makes mistakes exactly um anyway rest of the playoffs we can be real quick with it yeah real quick how you think that's playing out um we'll start memphis memphis golden state you know they they filed out gary payton we'll file out they injured gary payton yeah 
that was that was big i think that's just like they need that's him huge, actually yeah it's, it's actually huge because he's that's one uh, you know a jaw defender yeah. um, probably the best jaw defender that they have on the roster mm. because clay is cooked food um and we knew this um that clay coming back the big the big question mark wouldn't be like his shot it would be his defense um and Clay's defense has not been, you know, Clay that we know. I don't, I doubt he's ever gonna get it back to that level just because of one age and two, those injuries are just you know, crazy. So that's a bummer because, you know, in years past, Clay would take the job matchup. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and have, him, have him in prison. And have him in prison. <laughs> yeah, but nowadays, Clay's cooked food, bro. So Clay can't defend him. Gary Payton can't defend him. I mean, Curry had a couple stops, but Curry can't defend him, you know, and Draymond can't defend him because you don't want Draymond, <laughs> you know, on him, um, on the ball, especially because you need Draymond as a help defender. So it's it's just, um, and Pool, I forgot about Pool. Pool can't defend him. So it's mm-hmm. like, um, that hurts. And Dylan Brooks, dirty play, disgusting. He deserved the, disp- the suspension that he, he got. He should have got another game, in my opinion. He got another nasty. game, too. It was just nasty. He was not going for the ball. He, you know, he, it was just clear. He, he in the air. Mm, I don't like those plays at all. So, and it hurt. We saw it twice this year. Granted, we saw that more than that, but twice where you know Grayson Allen, same shit. He did yeah. in the yeah. air, hit him out the air, broke his wrist. And so to me, yeah, I just especially when you're injuring guys for a long period of time because Caruso was out what four to six weeks. Yeah, he um, it kind of cooked the the bull season on the cold. Did. Yeah, and um, now, you know, Gary Payton Jr. is out for – um. Uh, why do I call him Jr.? It's the second. Um, second. Well, there is a Gary Payton Jr. But yeah, I know. That's second. why I was like, I need to <laughs> – I, I need to – yeah. But so wild. I'm going to say G, GP2. GP2. So he – um, it hurts because, like I said, for all the reasons that I just mentioned and the fact that he's out, yeah, three to five, so – they probably won't have him like if they end the series early. They might not have him for the Western Conference Finals too. Um, I know they said that he could come back for the NBA Finals if he if they get there, but it, it just sucks. And I think um, this series is interesting. It's, it's this is always going to be an interesting series because you look at all the teams that are matched up. Um, this team is the only one that had legit beef <laughs> like beforehand, like that had a legit problem with each other, um, because. Um, yeah, so this is the only team that had um, issues with each other because they played in the plane. Was it the plane, right? Yeah, he sent them home. He sent them home. Just sent them back in last night, last year. Yeah, and they had the, you know, Jaw and Steph about the Iggy situation. Like, this this team, they had beef with each other. Mm-hmm. So this was always going to be an interesting series. They're talking back and forth. You know, Steph is telling Ja, we're going to have some fun in game one. Ja's telling him back in game two, yeah, we're going to have some fun. They're doing the back and forth. So I like the, the antics, um, especially outside of my own team, because, you know, if it's my team, I'm getting real passionate and getting real into it and all that. But seeing it, you know, from an outsider, you know, watching it, you know, two teams that aren't, you know, affiliated with me, it's great to watch. It's great to watch as a fan. I love all of it. Um. And Golden State War, listen, Golden State Warriors and Grizzlies fans have been, oh my God, they've been going back and forth because I follow a lot of Warriors fans now. Um, even though I don't really like the Warriors like that, um, but I follow a lot of Warriors fans because of that, um, and all that. And 
they listen them and grizzlies fans it's it's a war <laughs> like i thought sons i think sons and mavs and grizzlies and warriors it's been wars like even <laughs> sixers those fans they've been it hasn't been that serious celtics bucks hasn't been that serious <laughs> like grizzlies warriors and Mavs sons have been wars on the timeline and um i always think this one is an intriguing series and i think this one um if no other series goes to seven, I think Celtics Milwaukee has a chance to as well. But I definitely think this is the candidate for seven, and it always has been. Um, I said six though. I said Warriors in six, but I could see going seven. But anyone who had the Warriors winning in like four or five, y'all were bugging, bro. Matchups are a thing. And yes, the Grizzlies played like they had CTE against the Wolves, but they don't play like that against the Warriors. Like matchups are a thing, and especially yeah. now that GP two is out. Jaws gonna have 40 balls all day. So I'm intrigued to see what the um the adjustment is for Golden State. Um and yeah, I I don't think they'll overreact, especially since they were kind of close to winning game two. Um, despite them shooting like two percent from three days, felt like they were like a brick from three that game. But um, I don't think they're gonna overreact too much. But but you know what's funny? I saw uh, I have a Warriors mutual. He, I saw him tweet something like, um, like I like I hope Steph gets like in the 25 field goal attempts range. And then someone replied, like, yeah, like seeing Luca shoot like 25 or 35 shots and Steph only takes a little, like it I hate watching it sometimes. And the guy was like, um, oh yeah, well, Steph is trying to let everyone else get involved in the first and blah blah blah. And the guy was like, I guess that's better, I suppose. But, but, and I'm like, see, y'all don't know what y'all want at the end of the day. Y'all complain about it. Is it Wally Wally or is it one mic? No, no, no. This, um, I forgot the at name. I don't, I don't know if you know Nico, uh, but whatever. Um, the, my point is, fans don't know what they want. They say heliocentrism is never gonna win, blah, blah, blah. And everyone needs to play like the Warriors. But Warriors fans themselves have been complaining about the all lives matter offense. Like every, and not even just Warriors fans. Book, bro, last <laughs> night the game, I, like I said, I have a lot of Suns mutuals. So I've, I was seeing them complaining about Booker's touches, talking about some, oh, Booker needs the ball more. I was like, see, y'all were talking about what well, Booker can score this on this many touches and y'all yeah, ready. But yeah. y'all want touching the ball more. Like, so that's why I'm like, obviously the best, offense is probably a blend obviously but people acting like these egalitarian offenses are just the the you know the sliced bread the best things in sliced bread and not everyone it's the model for what everyone needs to be doing but at the same time y'all y'all complain about it still get out of my face <laughs> at the end of the day shut up because y'all don't like the the equal opportunity offense either y'all don't like it and it's bullshit in my opinion i am not i'm not a fan of it either no i don't want to see fucking kevon looney taking the same amount of shots as steph curry i am so sorry i do not want to see it i don't want to see it. it's bullshit do i want to see though steph curry maybe I, I shouldn't use steph as an example but yes no one person shouldn't be taking all the shots by the end of the day it should not be no equal opportunity offense that's that's fucking stupid um, but whatever. <laughs> that, that, that's just that. Um, but what are your thoughts on the series? I forgot we were talking about a series. Let me not. <laughs> no, you just you said a Dwight rant. 
You just did the Dwight rant where you go sorry, and, and you branch into like three different topics. I'm I impressed. I'm, I'm proud. I'm, I'm, my, my influence is starting to, it, it, <laughs> starting to wear off. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing about that bullshit, you know, offensive. Like, it's just such bullshit. And can't you, you're not going to go into the playoffs playing another way. Like, how in the hell is the Mavericks going to all of a sudden get a new system in the middle of a right. playoffs? Start start running uh start running pin downs. Even though yeah. they did it on the cool, but pin downs for fucking Dorian Finney Smith and Reggie Bullock. They did yeah, it a couple times with Reggie, cool. which was cool, but like that ain't gonna be the bulk of the offense. Right. And I do not I do not under any circumstances want to see Luca coming off no pin downs for no shot. That's not his game, bro. He's never been a one-off screens, get a shot, and that's not his game. So please stop it. Anyway. Yeah. No, you good. I, 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 I'll be honest, man. I think it's going seven. Yeah, uh, mm. I'm still gonna go with the vets just because I think they're vets and I think they're hungry as well. Yeah. So the Dylan Brooks is going to even when he comes back, he's gonna do something stupid to in a big spot to lose a game. Bro, he's stupid. Honestly, him not playing is is actually great for them. I agree. Like, I agree. I agree. Stupid, That's like, why I it's going seven. <laughs> That's why it's going seven. And uh, I, I think they're, I think the Warriors end up beating them. But I'm going to say this. If we can somehow fucking sneak past these Suns and we get to play them without, because, boy, the player that all the narratives come true for with Jalen Brunson is Gary Payton II. Puts him in jail. Like, take him off the court. Erases him. Um, and I don't, oof. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think the Warriors go ahead and get it done in seven. Um, as far as when we go out east, I, I still kind of feel the same way about the Philly and Miami, the way I feel about us. Like, I've been barely watching that series, so I don't really have much to say about that. I watched it last night because I like, you know, I thought Embiid was MVP, so I actually watched some of it. Like, the night. first half, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, but I ain't watched when Embiid didn't play, I ain't watched none of that. Shit. But I know they was getting their ass kicked and it was nasty. So I don't really I think Embiid's greatness it gets to, but I think Miami wins in six. Mm-hmm. But I think Miami, I'll be shocked if Philly wins the wins that series. Um now mm-hmm. that 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 Boston Milwaukee one, Damn, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Shit, I don't know. I really don't because they 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 took it to Giannis. They met him. I said, man, like they met, they met him with physicality. They actually gave him problems. And it wasn't, it wasn't what he didn't do, it's what they did to him. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think with that, here's the thing. I cause I picked the Celtics in seven. I did too. Um, just because I I, you know, the Celtics showed me something. Um, you know, they're healthy. And um, especially since Middleton wasn't there. If, if Middleton was there, I think I'd mean Bucks, definitely. Um, but given that Middleton isn't there, I just I think I have to give the Celtics that respect. And what what is interesting to me is the fact that, like you said, they met Giannis with physicality, but they blocked him up for two games straight. And I'm like, huh? Because like game one of game one, he you know didn't have a great shooting game, but he was making the passes. He was still defending. Like he was still a positive. Game two, they took away the passes. <laughs> like they were still locking them up, but he wasn't making they the transition defense was better. So and that was the Celtics' main issue to me in, in, in that game one. Um they just their defense on a whole was okay, 
But like if it was in transition, it was they couldn't guard it. And the problem was they weren't hitting their shots on offense. So a lot of plays were transition plays. You know, you grab a rebound, you run. And if you're not hitting shots, you're, the other team is just going to play in transition all day. So um, with that being said, I think I'm, I'm, I doubt Giannis is going to play badly again. Um, this I just can't see a guy like Giannis being like locked three games in a row. So I expect this game to be kind of like the Giannis game, especially since they're headed back to Milwaukee, right, um, for this game. So I think you're going to probably see a Giannis game. But I just – this series is like it's, – it's a bit weird to me because it's like it could really go either way. And I feel like both teams still have a lot of counters to go to. And I'm just not sure at this point which team has more counters. You know what I mean? Because you can think, you could probably say Celtics, um, given that, like I said, they're fully healthy and, you know, the Bucs are still missing Middleton. So they are missing that um, another guy that can pretty much create his own shot and is a threat to score. So they're missing that. But the Bucs can still get creative with um, with how they use Giannis. It felt like I was getting flashbacks to um, like the Heat and Toronto series with Giannis, the way how he's trying to kind of create against... Um, it's not even really a wall. It's really Al. It's really Al Horford. Bro. He don't, he, <laughs> hey, hey, him and Maxi. Him and Maxi got the same PED plug. Bro, and yeah, and Grant Williams is suddenly like the best role player in the league. Um, fucking better than Dorian. <laughs> like all of a sudden, he's like, right? That's that's. I needed to use the hyperbole <laughs> to really get that um analogy kind of out there but no Grant Williams is is just he's been great and that's the thing I just um like I said I think I want to say the Celtics have more counters but you just never know and Bud I don't know man Bud Bud's been impressing me with some of the things he's been doing in the playoffs um this year especially someone said <laughs> I saw two years like um Bud turned into the best coach in the world anytime he f- go against a black coach <laughs> <laughs> And I'm really dying because it's so, it's actually so true. Like, if you think about last year, I didn't see that. That's hilarious. If you think about last year, Bud really didn't get in his bag until he started facing them black coaches because yeah. he was coaching like he had CTE against Steve Nash. And then all of a sudden, he gets to um, McMillan and he gets to, yeah, so he was coaching like he had CTE with Spo and Nash. And then McMillan, um, Monty destroyed them. <laughs> destroyed them so someone was like yeah um you don't do that for the black coaches but um this is a joke this is just funny <laughs> but i like I, coach Bart, man i they they was trying to pack that man up i like that he bounced back i like him. He, he, that's yeah, just still hilarious yeah he got his respect after what he did last year because his adjustments won um you know won them a title yeah. so um he gets his flowers for that but i i just think this series is just interesting. We've gotten, granted, it's, we've gotten a couple blowouts, but um, it's still high-level ball at the end of the day. So um, I just hope the series can go to seven. We, we need seven of this one. Yeah. I, I still, this is my thing. I just still don't think the Celtics are going to be able to score consistently against that drop. Yeah. I know Jalen, yeah. I know Jalen Brown had a, uh, amazing performance. I just don't. I don't think you were gonna be able to beat them seven games in a series doing that. 
Like that's something that you know I hate drop coverage. It's it's literally I I, had, I hate to say it. If there's something about basketball that I hate the most, that is a thing that smart coaches do in 2022. It's drop coverage, but it stinks because the best players in the league are mid range pick and roll maestros, and ain't nobody on Boston really that. Yeah, so with with Tatum. You would think, you know, Tatum's a great mid-range player. If you look nah, at the numbers, Tatum's nah. a bad mid-range shooter. Mm. Like his efficiency is bad. Yeah. So, um, so Tatum's not that. Granted, his his threes have been great. Um, I think he's one of the most effective on like jump shots, like in like three-point shots. So mm. That's good for him. But like, um, like you said, Jalen Brown's not go play like that all the time. And I think didn't they shoot fifty threes? Was that game one or game two? I know they shot. Uh, don't give me the line. I don't remember. Oh, okay. I don't remember either. So I won't um won't lie to y'all about that. But I know they shot 53s in one of the games. I just can't remember if it's game one or two. But that's the thing. Like, the Bucks are going to give you a lot of threes. And at this point, the Celtics are playing into it by taking them. And it worked for the last game. You know, they hit a lot of threes. But it's like Boston's not a great three-point shooting team. Like, if you look at their numbers throughout the season, um, even in the playoffs, they're not really a great three-point shooting team. So like you said, um, the drop, it worked in game one, didn't work in really in game two. But if the Bucks keep it, it's probably going to work in game three, I would say. Yeah, yeah. um, Jalen Brown was making some hard-ass shots, man. Exactly. And he's inconsistent. He's an inconsistent player. So mm-hmm. we're not. I'm not expecting him to be playing like that, you know, the whole time. And that, like you said, that drop. The one thing about drop, though, it's going to be successful if you know how to do it. And that's the problem. There's not really many um, – drop bigs that are actually good at drop they just yeah. have to take up because they can't move <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean so um but and then, uh, and they and then they i mean they got elite like rudy gobert level rim protector in mm-hmm. brook lopez with fucking Giannis and Tenacupo helping in Drew Holiday at the point of attack. So it's like, <laughs> they, they, like you know, for them, for them, they need to play it. <laughs> they, they have to play. Yeah, they, they need to play it. And they can get away with it because they have, they got the engine for it. But when we had Chris Stapps fucking Porzingis and Seth Curry, like maybe we should do something else. Yeah, exactly. And see, the Utah Jazz is good at it during the regular season because Rudy Gobert is just that guy. You know, yeah. he's a, heliocentric defensive system but like you said with the bucks it's different they can employ it in the um or deploy it in the playoffs because like you said brooke lopez is doing pr- pretty much the same rim protection as um Gobert. and the one thing about brooke lopez he's not that bad at moving his feet um he's not you don't he's not as bad as you think he would be in the as bad as he was the early part of his career, which is so fucking weird. Yeah, in New Jersey, I can't believe he's a defensive anchor. Yeah, it's it's, big problems with that. He was he couldn't defend. We don't talk about him reinventing himself at like oh, thirty-two he, enough. It's legitimately one of the most amazing things in NBA in recent NBA thing. history. For real. Yeah, seriously. I read a, um, I read his art. I read something when he was talking about that, and yeah, basically he said, I, I don't know if you know the backstory. Do you know the backstory of why he pretty much? No, no, I don't. So basically, yeah, it was when he was on the Lakers and they told him like, um, hey, we're going to, we're trying, we're re- obviously rebuilding, we're getting younger, we have all these young guys. So it was when he was yeah, yeah, on the Lakers, all the baby Lakers, mm-hmm. and they told him like, yeah, you're not going to play as much, um, 
because we want these guys to play. So he said that's when he started working on his three ball, especially because he said um, he wanted to make it easier for the other Lakers. So when he's out there, he's spacing the floor for them as opposed to because he realized he was like, yeah, I'm not going to be a, a offensive option anymore in my career where people are playing through me through the post. So he said, yeah, he um, started um, working on his three ball so that he could help his team by spacing, spacing the floor for them. And that's, he pretty much got rewarded for it. Went to Milwaukee and um, they traded him to Milwaukee where he could compete um, and won a ring out of it, basically. So uh, they, got him for, they got him for $4 million. Mm-hmm. And when I read that story, I, I gained, I already had respect for him, but I gained more because it was like, wow, like he changed his game, not even just, granted, he also said he wanted to extend his career. So mm-hmm. obviously he did it for his career, but it, not just for his career, but he wanted to help his team. Like, okay, they're going to play me less, how can I help my teammates? Okay, I'm going to place the four for them. Let them work. So let me work on my three ball. Like, that is that is amazing. Yeah. We don't do that a lot. So, um, yeah, no. Brooke Lopez, he 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 gets my respect. He's, he's a guy. He gets my respect. All the flowers. All mm-hmm. the flowers. Shout out to Brooke, man. That's why yeah, I, I'm going to say this. If, if we don't win a championship, which is unlikely, I want, <laughs> I want the Bucks to run it back, bro. I do. I want them to, but at the same time, I kind of have to root for the Suns if they move on. Because oh, like, my God. Fuck listen, that. Listen, why? Because Hell no. they make us look better. No. I, listen, I'm no. going to use weed, blah, 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 against the defendants. Fuck all that. Along. You they... could be mad. You could be mad. That's fine. But I'm going to use, no. we did this against the defend or against the champ, the NBA champs all summer no. long. I'm going to use that. Boy, I tell you, if, I'm sorry. if we lose, if we lose, do you know the bandwagon jumping I'm going to do in the Western Conference Finals? Because I actually legitimately like Memphis and Golden State. So I especially like Golden State because they owners spend whatever. I appreciate an ownership group that don't give a damn about the luxury tax, which is not what has been happening with our basketball team. Um, and I like the way I like Memphis. So I, I don't like these dudes. Like, you know, I'm not the darkest guy myself. Both my sons is light skin and Devin Booker fits every light skin's negative stereotype. Every single one, every I single like one. I can't, I can't. Fuck that guy. That's the thing. I know y'all don't, I really know, the, especially the timeline don't like the sons, but I, I like the sons. I've been, I, 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 I like them. I like man, them. Man, I defended that man. He a Lions fan. He rocked the Stafford jersey, but he he from Michigan and everything. And I just he's a hoe, bro. I'm sorry. That was whole behavior. He's a whiner and a complainer. I think he's a definite whiner and complainer. But that's you can't you can't you can't let you can't talk big shit to Jalen Brunson, then let him give you 28. You gotta pack him up. You gotta eliminate him from the series. And but I I, like that though. I I I love I love Jalen. Y'all know I love Jalen, but Booker, he shouldn't be out playing Booker with the season on the line. That's just my two cents. If you're going to talk big shit, if you're going to talk that shit, you got to eliminate him. You just do. You got to erase that dude from the existence face of the earth but i mean i see what you're saying but i mean i i like i said i personally like all the shit talking so i'm not gonna kill him for like shit talking because it's something i like um obviously i don't like it against my team so it's like yeah don't do that shit but just in general um i don't mind like the, the shit talking but i what i love is yeah brunson giving it right back to him oh That's yeah i do i do oh i love Jalen. i listen i think at this point i think i'm the twit math twitter Jalen defense fun like 
I spend so, if you probably search Jalen's name in my tweets, it's probably the topic I tweet about most here of late. So I love Jalen, but Jalen ain't a max player MVP candidate. So he shouldn't be fucking given one of those dudes buckets. If he is, Hey man, maybe Jalen, we hell, as much as I love him, maybe I'm gotta look at him in a different light. Maybe we got or maybe, which I think is more accurate, we need to start looking at book in a different light. But anyway, I don't care. It's one game, Dwight. Like, you say, yeah, book in a different light. <laughs> it's one game. Like I get your premise, but I, I just think I if it was um, I don't like him. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, know you don't like him. I don't I don't have basketball reasons for this right now. I don't like him. I'm, just, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and like give you analysis or nah, objective. Listen, fine, I don't like, like them. I don't like them. I like Michael Bridges. I like DeAndre. Aiden. The rest of them dudes, all of them, they can eat shit for all I care. I'm sorry. I don't I like mean, them. Listen, dudes. I'm not like I said. They're the ops right now, so I'm not gonna be copping plays for them. So I'm not gonna cop plays for them. Um, so it is what it is. But um, I was just saying, I person, I don't really have the the only team really, not only, but the one team, the team at the top of my list that I just do not like is, is Clippers um, and, I mean, the Sixers. That's just because, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Embiid and all that. Harden is looking cooked still. Um, and that's another thing. We, we didn't really talk about but Harden. Oh, my we, God. We said it was going to happen. He's cooked. It's like, it's not yeah, even a thing like no really more. done. Like, that's really crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, dog, he, he's... I don't feel like just because he's James Harden and he would put together some decent counting stats, people just didn't realize how cooked he was. He's been cooked for a while. This ain't new. Yeah, I saw a tweet that said um, the last time he scored, and I didn't know it was that bad. Like, I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. The last time he scored 23 points or more was a game back in March, bro. 23? damn, I didn't know that either. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Are you serious? Yes. That's why I was like, Oof. I didn't even know it was that bad like that's what i'm saying 23 23 points like for james harden that's nothing 23 but yeah in march that was the last time he scored 23 like it's bad it's bad dog i hope that trade gets daryl Morey fired he's su- he is such a fucking dog there's no he i i like advancing excuse me i like analytics i appreciate them there was a place in the game i love data but he's a charlatan that been getting by on, on being quote unquote the father of modern analytics as a GM and not having emotions towards players, treating players just like numbers on a spreadsheet and things of that nature. And he's just not that good of a GM. And I think this is going to be the trade that finishes him off. And I'll be happy when he's out there. He's probably going to get another job, but I want him to be fired. I don't want him to like resign. I don't resign think he's going to be fired. Like for trading everything for James Harden. Well, because if you look at it, like yes, hindsight is 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 you know twenty twenty and stuff, but I don't think this is gonna get him fired because, especially if you look at what was going on at the time, Ben Simmons for James Harden was a slam dunk. Anyway, like if you could get you know James Harden, especially at the time, obviously not knowing he was that cooked, but if you could get him for a guy that was not playing for you, if you could get a threat that's, you know, quote-unquote, kind of everything that you want from Embiid and a score, a playmaker, a threat to score off the pick-and-roll with Embiid, like, that's what they needed. So I, I think um, 
I think any GM, not just Maury, but any GM, if they were um, presented with that opportunity to trade Ben for James Harden, I think any GM would take that. That's why I, I don't think you can fire him for that. Um, but what I think you could maybe fire him for is signing him to a max close to super max and he's still extremely cooked next season. <laughs> no, but that's, that's the point of trying to make. That's going to happen. And I think there were better packages than James Harden. I do. Um, I mean, but, now in hindsight, that's what I'm saying, in hindsight, I, yeah, but like... Yeah. So, I, I don't feel like we talked about it enough. So I'm not... I don't I mean, remember... The only package I personally thought about that was even at the time that was maybe better than um getting James is um is a Halliburton package. Yeah. And Halliburton and Barnes. You can't yeah, tell me yeah. them dudes ain't giving uh any younger. Like James is 34 and Barnes is older and he still ain't that old and Halliburton like I don't know but then you got Halliburton and Maxie. How does that work? I don't anyway we gotta wrap this up fam. I think we had two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, Mavs and six. Fuck it. I'm sticking to it. We went in four straight. I lied. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. We, we, these games every other day, man. CP3, old man, he might, he can't hold up. We're going to sneak these boys. Mavs and six. Listen, I'm not complaining about that. Listen, that's the ideal outcome that we don't lose another game, of course. But I I, I will say this because shit, man, these games every other day, the season might be over the next time we record. Oh yeah. As long as Jalen don't fold, like he don't go back to putting up nine points again. If he just puts up, I don't know, 17 to 22 points and is aggressive the rest of these games, we even if we don't win another game, in my opinion, this season will have given me all the answers I needed. Oh yeah. I will be very happy. I will feel like we got the most out of this roster that we could have. Yeah. And that's all you can ask as a fan of a team. Yeah, so, now that you got the most out of it too, now you can move on. And, and then yep. now you know what kind of players work, what kind of players you need for the playoffs, what kind of yep. players are good against certain teams. Because that's the thing. It's a good thing we've played different teams. Like the yep. first couple of years, like, yes, you get in playoff experience, but you're playing against the Clippers, like the first two years. You're not, there's not much. And it's the same rosters. Like the Clippers were kind of more or less the same team you know so you're not there's not much variability in in terms of who you're playing but this year we got that you know we mm-hmm. got different styles you got to play against different styles and stuff so that's good this yeah. season was a success yeah and, and when you when you see like uh especially stuff such as like when um who showed up when the season was going fold up like Jalen did have two bad games. However, uh, he when the season was on the line, he showed up twice. Big. Actually, shit, maybe, I think Jalen's career high is 31 before the playoffs. He dropped 41 with the season on the line. He dropped 28 last night. To me, that gets the stamp oh, yeah. moving forward. Like, that's stamp. Yes, he was asked the first two games, but there's a lot of players much better than Jalen that have had comparable first two games against good teams. Um, when, Cat had four, Cat is probably going to be all NBA this year. We just saw him had like four points. And uh, like, shit, you know. Chris Paul had four points three games, like yeah. game five. Like, 
that's the thing i feel like when people were reacting like that they were telling on themselves about what expectations are i'm like dog there's players better than Jalen to have shitty games exactly. and maybe they just assumed that was what he was going to do the entire series and i didn't feel that way so either way i'm tired of litigating Jalen brunson discussion i'm tired of it. i don't want to talk about it no more just stay out that man fucking pockets and y'all be telling on yourself for how much what y'all actually think 20 million dollars gets you in today's nba from a shot creator like people i care about and trust and like like dog you can tell y'all don't be in these other teams like cap sheets when y'all be like 20 million dollars for trailing and anyway um yeah i i feel no matter if we don't win another fucking game i feel like we we got all the answers we needed. I am shocked Maxi Cleaver is going to get a stay execution over Dwight Powell this summer, but I think we're headed that way. Oh yeah, where I I was going, you saw me. I was done with Maxi. Uh-uh. I think yeah. you got no. I think you definitely because you he's shown that yes, he's a playoff performer. Um, good regular season guy too. Yeah, you gotta um, you gotta keep Maxi over. Like if you're making a decision on one of those bigs, Maxi got to stay. Yeah. So. And this is crazy because both of them are expiring contracts. And I think both of them have, at worst, positive trade value. I uh, think, yeah, I think I think Dwight's gone in the summer, definitely. I think Maxi, if he stays, I think they might move him to it, <laughs> the deadline, depending on what's coming back. Because um, you could get, like you said, he's expiring, and you could get something for him, especially since he showed out in the playoffs. And if he still plays well um, during the season, a contender – like, if we're not contenders, you know, next year, I hope we are. But if we're, like, let's say we're not, like, contenders, contenders, a contender, um, let me call him about Maxi. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I I don't think we're stuck with anybody. And it's, we're not. It's, and, we're as not. Much, and as much as I love Jalen, like, I think even if he makes $23, 24000000 million, like, that's going to be a positive value asset that's movable mm-hmm. for something good immediately so that's why this series y'all know i love Jalen, but that's why him playing well is so important whether he's here or not because dog he's not throw those fucking signing trades out the window bro there's so much that's involved with having to facilitate that from a logistical standpoint like he's going to be a maverick on opening night after that you know we'll see this time next year we'll see but Jalen's going to sign a contract with the Dallas Mavericks just get over it yeah period um that's it that's all I got uh we thank y'all again I'm starting to realize uh just from a listener standpoint we broke our record by one download so last episode was the highest most listened to episodes so those things cannot happen without you guys uh actually listening to us and we're appreciative and frankly i realize people listen when we win and we won last week so hopefully this time next week um we have another win and we are celebrating us moving forward or we are um shit, the series we getting ready for game seven but either way once again, this is Dwight at 517-2214. That is SJ, the young prodigy, brains behind operation at SJ Basketball 8. We will holler at y'all next week. Peace.